The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Every now and then I ask myself, what is it? I would want to say, and I leave the word to you this morning. If any of you are around, when I have to meet my day, I don't want a long funeral. And if you get somebody to deliver the eulogy, tell them not to talk too long. Every now and then I wonder what I want them to say. Tell them not to mention that I have a Nobel Peace Prize. That isn't important. Tell them not to mention that I have three or four hundred other awards. That's not important. Tell them not to mention where I went to school. I'd like somebody to mention that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to give his life serving others. I'd like for somebody to say that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to love somebody. I want you to say that day that I tried to be right on the wall question. I want you to be able to say that day that I did try to feed the hungry. I want you to be able to say that day that I did try in my life to clothe those who were naked. I want you to say on that day that I did try in my life to visit those who were in prison. I want you to say that I tried to love and serve humanity. Yes, if you want to say that I was a drum major, say that I was a drum major for justice. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. And I got to say, listen, that has to be the best intro we've ever put together. (laughs) The best intro we've ever put together. Uh, That was an excerpt from Dr. Martin Luther King, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite speeches of his the drum major instinct. And as we, uh, we're about to talk about some Atlanta Hawks basketball and it's going to be a good time because they got a dub tonight, but I wanted to start my podcast out. First of all, just remembering the legacy, the legacy of Dr. King, the legacy of, uh, sister Coretta King and all of those who, um, did for me, right? They did for me. They went through a lot of stuff so I could take my raggedy behind down to the precinct and vote, uh, 
so that I could have an equality, a, a way of life that wasn't so much for them. And so for that, I say thank you. And uh, that's just kind of like my little tribute. So um, I just appreciate everything Dr. King has done. And uh, not just Dr. King, for all of those that came up in the struggle, man. All of those that came up in that. So I'm just really appreciative of that. And uh, I had to get that out the way, man. So I figured I would run that Dr. King. I figured I would run that Dr. King intro instead of my normal intro. And let that kind of bring us into the podcast. But again, thank you for checking us out. This is the Hawk Suite Podcast presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. I'm your host, E-Dub, talking about an Atlanta Hawks victory tonight over the Milwaukee Bucks. 121 to 114. We are going to get into all the bells and the whistles. Uh, the Hawks snap a 10-game losing streak at home, which sounds a little crazy. But, yeah, man, so they snap it, and what better team to do it against than the defending world champions? So, salute to the Hawks. They did what they had to do, man, and it was a beautiful thing. They did what they had to do. Um, Let me get rid of some of this housekeeping. First and foremost, if you are new into the podcast, thank you for checking us out. We are the Atlanta Hawks podcast, man. We're the only Atlanta Hawks podcast that you need to worry about. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not playing. There's a bunch of Atlanta Hawks podcasts out there and a lot of them that we really rock with. And so, yeah, go ahead and support those. But uh, make sure you swing on back and support the good old Hawks Beat podcast because we out here trying to make things happen. You dig? <laughs> but uh, the Atlanta Hawks get a victory tonight. And a big part of what we do is on the social media front. So we would love for you to connect with us on our social media platforms. Um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at HawksBeat, that's all one word. Find us there, and you will be abreast as to everything that we have going on. Um, everything that we have going on, so make sure you're doing that. And after you do that, make sure you swing by your favorite podcasting or uh, streaming platform, whether it be Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, what else are we on? We're on... Um, you want everything. Wherever you stream and get your podcast, we there. We there. All right. So swing by there and give us a five star rating. That would really help us out in the podcast community. So we appreciate that. We also appreciate all the retweets, all of those that connect with us on social media. And uh, we appreciate that. So let's do this. We're going to take a quick little break here from one of our uh, uh, sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to get into this game flow. We're going to talk about what we observed in the game. And uh, take a look at some of the numbers, take a deep dive in, in this, that, and the other. And in the third segment, we're going to hear from some of the Hawks players. We're going to hear from Coach. We're going to hear from, uh, let's see who spoke today. I think Trey spoke a little bit, Kongwu. And I think we got a little DeAndre Hunter. But that's in our third segment. So keep it locked. You're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub. We will be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Hawks Beat Podcast talking about an Atlanta Hawks victory. Listen, you you can see the smile on my face when I say it. (laughs) Hawks get the dub tonight over the defending world champion Milwaukee Bucks. So let's start from the beginning going into this game. Um, The Hawks were actually the Bucks were favored by about five and a half. That was kind of the line going in. 
The Hawks were going to go into this game again without bogey, still dealing with that right knee issue, without Clint, still dealing with the left ankle soreness. And for the Bucks, they were without Drew Holiday, Langston Galloway, and Brooke Lopez. So, hey, man, we missing two of our, two of our guys. They're missing two of theirs. So, you know, let's call it even. They're going to jump it up, and they're going to play this game. Regardless of who was out, they're going to play the game. So, um I thought from the outset, the Hawks had pretty decent energy from the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to be honest with you. That's what I was looking for. Uh, defensively, I thought they were pretty decent. The offense was just terrible. <laughs> like, they couldn't score, man. Uh, the first quarter, 26-17. to 17, um, You had John Collins and Kevin Herter both go 0 for 4. Uh, if you were telling me those guys would go 0 for 4 and you're still only down by 9, they were kind of lucky. Like, they were kind of lucky to only be down by nine in that first quarter. And, um, but I, I didn't think their their defense was bad. Like, I didn't think it was bad. I, if that makes sense. Um, the second quarter runs around, and I thought that things kind of evened out, as they typically do, right? Um, the offense was definitely better, but, you know, the, the the stick for better wasn't really that high. <laughs> the stick for better wasn't really that high. The first quarter, you shot 31% and 15% from three. But uh, second quarter, both teams kind of got into the rhythm. And uh, I thought that the, uh, I thought the defense was decent in the second quarter, but I thought both teams really got into their offensive flow. Um does that make sense? Like, I thought that both teams just started getting going offensively. Not saying the defense wasn't necessarily that bad, but both of them were just kind of getting going as far as the offense was to be expected. Now, the Hawks still lose the quarter 36 to 33, but look, you put up 33 points, you know? Um, I thought that Gallo and Lou came in, and they, I mean, look. That first quarter, Gallo, I mean, Gallo came in, had four points. Lou came in, had five points. Like, to me, that's big because those guys haven't necessarily been number one consistent and they haven't been playing to the level that they had been playing last season. And you need that bench. You need that bench scoring, especially with Ken Reddish in New York now. You're going to need another guy. And I always said, as far as the uh, the bench is concerned, you need at least two guys in double figures every night. Like, you need at least two guys in double figures, especially Gallo. Listen, Gallo need to be in double figures every night because Gallo going to be giving up them buckets on the defensive end. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. He's going to be giving up them defensive buckets. So you need him to be in double figures uh, every night, every night. But I thought Gallo played a good game. I thought Lou played a decent game. I thought his minutes were... Uh, we're very productive, you know. The defense is gonna be what it's gonna be, you know. what I'm saying let's not let's not ask for blood from a turnip, but <laughs> the defense is gonna be what it's gonna be. So you go into halftime and um, you're down by 12, which isn't the biggest thing, right? Because at this point, I felt that the Hawks hadn't played their best basketball. You know, 12 is not a big number. Definitely not in today's NBA. You know, wasn't a big number. Giannis had 14, Middleton had 15, and it's kind of business as usual, right? And you just had to kind of find a way to say, hey, we got to play better defense. We got to turn on this offense like we did kind of in the second quarter where we scored 33 points. We can't have a 17 point third quarter 
and uh, we got to get things going. Third quarter comes on, and I would say the third quarter was their best quarter, but actually the fourth quarter was their best quarter. Now, we're going to talk about the fourth quarter, but the third quarter was the first quarter they won. You put up 33 points, and uh, I mean, you, you kind of like it's very, the numbers were very similar to the second quarter. So in the third quarter, you're shooting 45% from, from the field, 50% from three. You put up 33, and dare I say you turned up that defense just enough, just enough to keep Milwaukee at 26 points, right? So um, the third quarter, I liked what I saw. And furthermore, what I liked about that third quarter is that you got balanced scoring. Typically, the third quarter and the Hawks wins have been the quarter when Trey Young goes off. You're like, okay, Trey going Trey to drop 15 or 20. You know what I'm saying? And that's usually when, you know, the Hawks pull away. But the, the, the scoring for the third quarter was very balanced. DeAndre had nine. JC had nine. Trey only had four points. And, you know, uh, DeLon hit a three. Gallo hit a three. I mean, Gallo had three points. Everybody chipped in. You had six guys scoring, seven guys scoring in that quarter. And more importantly, you held Milwaukee to 26 points. So um, now you're going into the final stanza. And I'm going to be honest with you. You're only down by five. Was a little nervous starting the fourth quarter. Because typically, you know what the drill is. They're going to start that fourth quarter without Trey Young. And in game in times past, and for the majority of the season, that hasn't been a good thing. It hasn't been a good thing at all. <laughs> but the Hawks went in there, and I, I really like what that second unit did, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I really like what that second unit did. And to be honest, that second unit has been the bane of this Hawks team <laughs> the whole, you know what I'm saying, for a good part of this season. But the fourth quarter begins, and of course, they start without Trey because Trey started, you know, Trey played the whole third quarter. So you had Lou Will check in, and the first bucket of the third quarter, how about Lou Will going to drop a three? Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, okay, Lou, Lou, we here now. You know, he hits a three, and so now you're down by two, and you're like, okay, here, here we go. You know, down by two, <clears throat> and... For a good majority of the quarter, it seemed like the Hawks would get close. Then Milwaukee would pull away. Then the Hawks would get close. It was like they would get down by two. Then they would be down by 10. You know, and it just seemed like it was a big yo-yo the whole entire fourth quarter. Um, but I thought more than anything, the Hawks showed a tremendous amount of fight. I thought they showed a tremendous amount of fight. And as far as the fourth quarter is concerned, Trey comes in. Let's see. Trey checked in at. Let's see. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Trey checked in at the. He didn't. They didn't sit him long. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. They didn't sit him long. Trey checks in at the 847 mark. So that's typically around where he comes in. And at the time when he checked in. The Hawks were down by 10. They were down by 10. And it was one of those yo-yos again. Like, okay, initially, Hawks were only down by two. 
And then uh, Milwaukee jumps up to 10. They'll go on these runs. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it, it just had a real, it had a, a weird flow to it. But uh, Trey Young, <laughs> Young went on a tear in that fourth quarter, man. Scoring 15 points. The Hawks go on a run around the four-minute mark. They go on a 13-3 run. And they grab the lead for the first time uh, at 104. Let's see, 104, 103. So it's about the four and a half minute mark. Gallo makes a 26 foot three pointer. And okay, Hawks are up. And I had the feeling as soon as he made it, I thought to myself, the Hawks are going to win this game. <laughs> like I legit thought the Hawks were going to win this game. Like they had that lead. And I was like, yo, these guys are hungry. They do not want to lose. They are not going to lose this game. Of course, as soon as I said it, Chris Middleton came back and made a shot, and they were down again. But nevertheless, <laughs> Trey came down, went to the line, got two free throws, and um, you just had big plays from all of your guys, right? So Trey, of course, was the main guy with 15 points in that quarter. I thought uh, Kevin Herter had a big shot. Kevin Herter had a big 10-foot, uh, like a floater with like two and a half minutes. Okongu played some amazing defense on Giannis the whole entire night. He had a big block shot. Um, he had another one where he tied him up. That it resulted in a, in, in a jump ball. Hawks end up scoring on that possession. And you look up. And the Hawks are up by six with like two minutes left after Trey knocks down a three. And then, um, you know, you just got the feeling that whenever Milwaukee scored, the Hawks were able to answer. And that was a good thing because the Hawks were up. And to me, the dagger, the beautiful part of the game, Hawks were up 113 to 109 with 47 seconds left. And they needed a bucket. You needed a bucket. You're only up by four. There's still a lot of things that can happen. You needed a bucket. DeAndre Hunter makes a driving layup. Trey Young gets the dish. He gets the assist. This was the dagger. This was the dagger. DeAndre Hunter makes the driving layup. And listen, guys, the smile that DeAndre had on his face. Oh, my God. It was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. DeAndre just had the biggest smile on his face, and you're just thinking about all the adversity this team has gone through. Uh, and, you know, it's not they're not out the woods, but for tonight. For tonight, it was all, it, nothing else mattered but getting the dub. DeAndre gets that, makes that final shot. Finishes the game with 20 points and nine rebounds. And let me tell you something. DeAndre Hunter is such a integral part of what the Hawks want and need to do going forward. I think the absence of DeAndre has may it may have been undersold. It may have been undersold how much the Hawks miss this guy. But. Uh, he's been consistent, and this isn't no shade. When DeAndre's been out there, he's been good. He's been good. You just got to find a way to keep him out there. You got to find a way to keep him out there. You just got to hope that all his bones and his ligaments and stuff stay together because, my God, is he's a difference maker. 
He is such a difference maker. And, um, I mean, I, you had so many key contributions tonight. And Trey's going to get all the love because he's Trey. Gallo, 16 points off the bench. Huge. Lou Wills, 8 points off the bench. Huge. All of your starters in double figures. Huge. That's Hawks basketball. That's Hawks basketball. Not Trey going for 42 and you maybe having one guy going for 12. That's not That's not optimal Hawks basketball. This, what you saw tonight, is Hawks basketball. They outscored the Bucks 38 to 26 in that fourth quarter. And I'm this may be, you know, prisoner of the moment type thing, but I can't think of a better fourth quarter that the Hawks have had this season. If it's not the best, it's definitely top three, top five. Easily. If it's not the best, it's definitely top three, top five. But Hawks get the dub 121 to 114 over the defending NBA champions. And it was just a beautiful night. MLK night. You know what I'm saying? Celebrating a beautiful man and a beautiful legacy. And the home team gets the dub. The only thing that would have been more perfect is if they would have played them played in them MLK jerseys. I don't know why they didn't play in the MLK jerseys tonight, but it is what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll take the win and move on to the next. So um, we're going to take another quick break. On the other side, we're going to get some fan input, and we're going to hear a little bit from Coach. We're going to hear a little bit about from some of the players, hear what they had to say after the game. So you're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub. We will be right back. Everything that Martin Luther King did for um, not only the African American community but everybody in general, uh, just wanted to put, push people and bring people together. And uh, for him to, to really grow up here in Atlanta, and I know how much he means to the city. Uh, it's important to come out, especially on a day like today, and come out and play hard, and uh, and know where we're doing a lot more for, for than just for ourselves. That was Trey Young just talking about how it felt playing on Dr. King's day. Um, the importance of it, the enormity of it, and especially being in this city. Like, it's different if you was in Orlando, you know, if you was in, you know, Seattle. But this is Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like, this this, this was big, y'all. This was big. So, um, again, super dope for them to get a dub on MLK Day. And uh, just just small smiles all around, smiles all around. Um, I'm gonna play some sound from some of the post game stuff. So let me cue up Coach McMillan, and here's a little bit about what he had to say. That's the defense we need to play in the second half. Uh, we was able to uh, get stops. I thought offensively, I thought Trey did a really nice job of slowing down in the fourth quarter and getting what we wanted. You know, as far as our set calling and getting matchups that we wanted, and uh, we was able to, um, you know, finish this game. I know we've talked about energy and just the urgency that that's required. What did you see in terms of, of that? Well, I think it, it first starts with believing. You know, you got to believe that you can win a game, and I think we've had some doubt uh, with all the guys being out uh, for the last really two months. And uh, you, you're, you're looking at, you know, Clint is out 
and 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 bogey is out and we've been uh you know planned this way pretty much uh you know a lot this season and you know sometimes you can you can doubt uh that you have a chance to to win the game you know that's the defense i <clears throat> here's why i appreciate nate's comments the idea of this team struggling to believe that they can win i think it's some real type stuff you know what i mean like because man they went through a lot i mean that one time when when like i mean you had all these 10 gig 10 day guys come up and you know no disrespect to them but you went through a lot you know you dealt with the covid stuff and so the idea of not believing that you could win is a real thing you know we all remember that mantra they all took on last year about believe, believe, believe. Like, it's easier said than done than when you got, like, you know, only two of your guys on your original roster and you're trying to win a game against, you know, a full squad and all you got is Cam Reddish and Trey Young, you know. But I thought that was real, and I appreciated him talking about that. So um, let's hear a little bit about what Trey had to say. The energy and, and urgency you guys showed in that fourth quarter. I thought it was good. I thought it was good the way we played. Um the guys really uh, took what we, you know, we lost the last two games. I think the, the energy and the way we played, battle on both ends, uh, just came up short. Um, I think we really used uh, what we did and the good things we did, kind of translated over to the day. And um, shots just weren't going down early. And I think in the fourth quarter, we, we, stick to, we stick to what we were doing the whole game and shots were just going down. Yeah, Trey mentioning that there's definitely a difference between these last two games. Um, after the Cam Reddish trade, and uh, and again, these last two games, man, they're definitely winnable games. Like the game before tonight, the last two, they played well enough to win. And so, if you're a Hawks fan, you have to say, oh, you know what? It, seeing them play with a, a a higher sense of urgency, good thing. You know, you you would have liked to get these wins the last two nights, but you didn't. But you got one tonight, so you know you got to celebrate that. Uh, I'm going to play a Kongu's, uh I'm going to play his his uh, media. And I just love his answer about uh, they asked him about the defense and how he plays and whatnot. And just uh, listen to this. I, I love what he says. When it come, came to trying to limit Giannis. Uh, I'm always going to play physical. I'm always going to, you know, do what I do. You know, be aggressive, physical, foul if I need to. You know, I don't back down to anybody. You know, that's all, how it's always been. How always will be, and I stop playing him. <laughs> I love it. I love it, y'all. He said that's how it's gonna be. That's how it's. That's always how it's always. That's how it's been. That's how it's always gonna be. That's the type of player I am. I love that attitude, man. Like, like he wants surprise. You know what I'm saying? And I love that from the young fella. I love that from the young fella. Uh, last recording we're gonna hear is a little bit from DeAndre Hunter. He spoke with the media. Here's a little bit about what he had to say. Round in the fourth quarter. Um, I think we got a lot of stops. Um, we got stops. And on the offensive end, you know, we took our time in the fourth quarter. Uh, usually with like five, four minutes left, that's usually when we start falling apart. Um, I feel like today we did a lot better job just, you know, taking our time, you know, running the plays and, you know, getting the matchups we wanted. With taking, with taking your time, do you mean like shot selection or just being patient getting into what you want to get into? Yeah, just, just being patient. Like I said, just uh, getting the matchup that we want. Um, you know, running a play and getting a guy who we want on the ball to guard the ball and whoever we want in the pick and roll and being a pick and roll and things like that. What did you like about I liked what uh, what DeAndre said about his understanding of, look, 
we haven't been playing good around the four minute mark in the fourth quarter. Like that's that's some understanding for your for your you know what I'm saying? Like he's understanding. Like you know, typically we break down around the four minute mark, and that's when they got going. You know, um, I appreciated the awareness that he has, and I just. This team is so different when he's playing. Like, everybody has been in and out the lineup. But one thing that is constant, when he is in that lineup, totally different ball club. Totally different ball club. <laughs> Wanted things down, but I wanted to go to the fans. And uh, let's let's hear what you guys had to say as we wipe things up. Uh, as again, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at HawksBeat. And uh, subscribe to the pod. Follow us on all the social medias. Let's hear what you guys had to say after tonight's game when I asked what were your thoughts, takeaways for tonight's game. Let's go with the real Ben Cohen on Twitter. He said, if we keep up this effort and heart, great things will come with this squad. My concern slash question for the deadline is bogey. Hey, it's real stuff right there, man. Real stuff. Um, Hawks fan in China. Okay. Appreciate appreciate you uh, checking us out. He says, I don't think Travis is going to trade Gallo now. <laughs> he said, but if I had to pick a player of the game, Gallo would be him. Okay, we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, Dizzle, Mixed Flip 2002 on Twitter said, Big O and Gallo were his player of the game. Uh, let's see. Michael Green, ATL, said Okongu was his player of the game. Joshua Fletcher says, Big O stopped Big A a whole bunch. Hey, Congo played a whale of a defensive game, and uh, let's see. Let's let's read. Uh, we'll read two more. Uh, Tim Dog ninety eight said it's about damn time they got a home win. I feel you, Tim. I feel you, brother. Uh, last but definitely not least, my guy Donnell Suggs. Big win against an Eastern Conference contender. This feels like the start of a string. Uh, uh, the start of a win streak. I can dig it, man. I can dig it, man. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. So um, going forward, going forward, man, you got to keep this juju. You got to keep this this thing going. Have another home game on Wednesday, another home game on Friday. Wednesday, you're taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Friday, you're taking on the Miami Heat. So that is what the, the, the week looks like for the Atlanta Hawks. Thank you for checking us out. Again, happy uh, MLK Day. I hope you guys um, took some time out to uh, educate yourself on the legacy. And uh, again, from the Hawks beat, uh, all, all the folks at Hawks beat, uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for checking us out. And we'll see you when we see you, man. You know how we always do. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to get to know him, find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.